Welcome to the Extraordinary Podcast. This is Tobias, your host, the founder of the Future Academy and strategic brand consultancy, Wonder Inc. You can find the Future Academy at thefutureacademy.com and Wonder Inc., my consultancy, at wonderagency.com. Hey, in this episode, we're going to talk about achieving more by doing less. Isn't that a tempting promise, by the way? (laughs) You know, it's a new year. And uh, I don't know about you, but I have huge expectations for this year. You know, uh, many of us have high expectations or huge expectations for this year, for this decade. And we should, obviously, we should have, we should set high standards, we should set high goals. If you want to move closer to your dreams, if you're not happy with the results you're getting, you better be setting big, audacious goals and then working hard to achieve those goals? Or do we have to work that hard? Well, I think, uh, personally, I think that yes, you need to work hard, but it doesn't always mean that you have to do more. You know, the starting point is that we want more. How do we make sure that we succeed in our pursuit of more? You know, we want more and better results We want to increase, let's say you want to increase your sales, whether it's 20% or 50% or 100 or more. You know, we want to get more clients. We want to do better marketing. We do more of it, reach more more customers. We want to attend more events. We want to make more trips. We want to get more out of life. We want to spend more time with our children. You know, more seems like growth and more is better. At least that's what we think. But how does it really work? If you want more, Does it mean that you want to do everything and achieve everything? Because I hate to break it to you, that's not possible. You know, there's an essential difference between achieving more and doing more. You know, how many people do you know that think they have more time at their disposal? Probably not many. And, you know, and how many people do you know that aren't already more or less stressed out or panicking or in full chaos with the current amount of work they have at their hand. You know, most of us are already putting in so many hours into the weeks, into the months, into the years that we feel overwhelmed. And yet we pursue more. How dare we? You know, the, the vital question that I believe we need to ask ourselves is, are we happy with the results we're getting for each time unit that we put in? In other words, How much effort are you putting in and how much result are you getting? And are you happy with that? If you're not and feel like you want to achieve more, then, you know, this podcast is for you. You know, are we reaching for more without knowing the consequences of doing more when we feel like we already have no more time and energy at our disposal? The good news is that we do have enough time. I think there's you know, time seems to be the number one uh, thing that we, we uh, blame or we explain using that I don't have time to do this and that. And it's just that we waste so much on it on dumb shit. We can achieve anything we want, but we cannot achieve everything. That's the vital 
point. That's the bottom line. That's the punchline. We can achieve anything we want in life. At least that's what I believe. But we can't achieve everything. You know, we live in times where just everything feels like it's within our grasp. It feels possible. Everything is available to us 24-7 now. And this leads to overwhelm and confusion and a feeling of, of uh, that our lives get, you know, out of control. And uh, I think that's the problem with, with younger generations right now. You know, we, you know, uh, you know I'm, I was going to call myself a young person here, but I don't really know. I guess I'm in between now. Uh, we have to choose, in any way, we have to choose how we spend our time. We have to make choices. And, you know, I've employed a lot of people who are in their 20s, and I could definitely see that they were overwhelmed. You know, many of them were overwhelmed because they just simply wanted to do so many different things. You know, I had someone who wanted to be a researcher and travel a lot and be a yoga teacher, you know, uh, which is great. I kind of admire that. But in the back of my head, I'm thinking, well, you can do all those things. It's just that you can't be excellent in all those things. But, um, yeah, I think the, the bottom line here is that we have to make choices about what to focus on, where to deploy our time and our resources. So we have time. It's just that we waste it on stuff that doesn't serve our purpose and get us closer to our goals, if that's what you want. I'm not saying that we should all be achievement machines, you know, that we should just always achieve, achieve, achieve. It's just that some of us have that calling and we want to do more. And, I'm, and you, know, I, I, you know, I think that you're one of those people because you're listening to this. And so um, what I think we have to be doing is just start by realizing that we have the exact same amount of time available to us. You know, some of us achieve a lot more than others. Uh, some people just are, are so economical when it comes to uh, how they use their time and energy. And time, of course, is of the essence, as they say, because you know, it's the only thing that we'll never have more of. And once it's gone, it's gone. You know, we never get back time. Everything else, more or less, we can get back. But if you want more, you know, uh, but you believe putting in more time and energy than what you're currently doing, then here are five things that I believe that you need to do in order to, to do more uh, with less, sorry, to achieve more by doing less. The first thing is that it's just a realization that not all things that you do are of equal importance. In fact, only very few things actually matter at the end of the day. You know, I don't know if about, about you, but, you know, if I look back on my life, you know, I, I've, been, I've been sort of in high gear most of my life, always feeling like I'm late for something or I'm, you know, a little bit stressed and high energy and trying to do more and more and, uh, you know, not really realizing that I should cut off some things. You know, as, as uh, John Maxwell said, you cannot overestimate the unimportance of practically everything. And that is a very good statement, I believe, because it's really true. You know, even though you feel stressed out today and you have so many things on your to-do list, when you look back a week from now or, or better yet, a year from now, 
most of those things will not have mattered at all. It was just something that you had to do in the moment, you know. But another another person or another um, concept that I'm a big fan of that I have incorporated to all my my courses and pretty much everything I do now when I made some big changes uh, a year ago in my own business and, and what I do and how I spend my time is uh, really inspired by the Pareto principle or the 80-20 rule, which you might very well be familiar with. So Wilfredo Pareto was in Italian, you know, he was many things, but let's just call him philosopher. He uh, famously discovered this 80-20 rule. Uh, if you don't know what it is, it just states that there's there's kind of an inbuilt balance between cause and effect, between input and output and uh, effort and reward. And that imbalance can often be found at the ratio of one to five. So what that means is that roughly 20% of the inputs in any given situation just tends to yield about any 80% of the results. So the key then is to figure out which 80%, sorry, which 20% matters the most. So in other words, like let's say uh, you have people on the payroll, you have a sales team, roughly 20% will create 80% of the sales. Or, uh, you know, this will apply to anything pretty much that you do. Um, 20% of your uh, phone calls will yield 80% of your results, 20% of your customers will bring in 80% of your revenues you know, 20%. And here's, by the way, here's, here's an interesting uh, thought experiment it just occurred to me here on the spur of the moment. So let's assume that you have a business and it does 1 million in sales. And let's assume that you make a 20% profit margin, which means 200,000. So you make 200,000 out of 1 million in sales. Now, if we apply the 80-20 rule, what that means is that you made 160,000 of out of 200,000 in sales. So, uh, in other words, I took I just took 80% of your profits, and then I assumed that that came from 200,000 of your sales. In other words, so we could assume that 160,000 came from only 20% of your customers. And so, if this was true. And it actually is true in most cases. Sometimes it's even more dramatic. You have a few clients that bring in 80%. Maybe it's 10% of your customers that bring in 80%. And let's say when we talk about profitability, you know, you also need to look at how much of the profits they bring in. So let's say you find the 20% that bring in 80% of the profits. What if you found a way to get rid of 80% of your customers and if you just focused on the really profitable ones and then you you know got rid of all the overhead and you just started nurturing that profitable core so first you would shrink your business you know in this theoretical experiment here it would mean that you would go from 1 million down to 200,000 in turnover first you would shrink now this is assuming that everything else that the, first of all this is this is possible, depends on your business, but in consulting, this would actually be possible. You would scale down, you'd be really, really profitable, you would be very focused, and then from there, you would just focus, you know, focus relentlessly on finding only that same type of customers and then growing from there. 
this is actually an example that I teach in my brand mastery course where I talk about focus and how important it is because, you know, we all have a tendency to just run around and add things all the time and we dilute our focus, we dilute, you know, the people we recruit, you know, what we ask people to do, you know, in our businesses, we just get lost. We're trying to run after too many different things. And so, so that was point number one, you know, to start by realizing that not all things you do are of equal importance. For example, in this case of profitability and customers, you know, there's a huge difference between the profitable customers and the non-profitable customers. You know, when, it, when we apply this to your life, you know, it means that only a few decisions you make in your life actually really matter. It also means that only a few meetings you attend will ever matter. So do you have to attend all those meetings? Do you have to answer all those emails? Just ask yourself. It also means that saying yes to everything out of pure duty is just a dumb idea, you know? And it, it can feel scary because, you know, especially if you're an employee, you know, how could you say no to things? Well, in fact, I would beg to challenge you on that if you think you can't because sometimes when you actually start saying no if you have a good you don't do that in a rude way but you just you know you politely say no and you tell people why you have to say say no then uh, people will will respect you more for it which is kind of weird it's counterintuitive but it it does happen so you know trying to make everyone happy just makes no one happy and yourself included you know, you can't uh, produce the same amount of quality if you're going to spread yourself all over the place. So what I would really advise you to do is to s- you stop sweating the small stuff and start thinking strategically about how you use your time and your resources. You have a finite amount of time and energy at your disposal every week. Now choose carefully, plan ahead, and think about how you want to deploy that time and that energy. Don't let other people run your calendar, you know. Uh, Another good piece of advice that I've learned is that if you want to do something, if you really want to make something happen, put it in your calendar. If it's not in your calendar, it's likely that you're going to, you know, attend to something else, you know, instead of respecting the commitment that you made. Okay, so that was only the first point. The second point is to realize that you have a choice. You know, when you really think about it, you don't really have to do anything. You know, everything that you do other than perhaps breathing or, you know, paying taxes <laughs> is by choice. Well, you can choose not to, to breathe or not to pay taxes and not to do a lot of things which will have uh, bad, dire consequences, but uh, it's still a choice, you know, You don't really have to do anything. You choose to do things for many different reasons. But just accepting that can be very empowering. You know, everything is by choice. So so stop complaining about lack of time and instead assume responsibility for the choices that you made and the priorities you have have made and, and, you know, set for yourselves. You know, really try to assess where your time and your energy goes and ask yourself whether that investment is worth it. You know, how much are you doing just out of duty? How much are you actually doing without even noticing where you're spending your time? You know, so for at least one week, I'd, I'd advise you to keep track of, you know, 
exactly where you spend your time, how you spend your time. And it's very likely that you will be astonished at, at how much time you're actually wasting on non-productive stuff. You know, I'm not saying again that you should live like a robot and not have anything fun in your life. You know, maybe you want to make those things a priority. I mean, that's what I would do. I would definitely prioritize my time with my family. But there's a lot of the stuff that I do at home or used to do at home um, that aren't really making me happy, like watching TV. I don't watch any TV. I haven't done it for years, really. Uh, besides that I spend time with my wife watching a movie or a HBO or Netflix series every now and then. Uh, but I, I'm really careful and picky about how I, you know, watch things. The same with, with social media, you know, and there I'm more guilty of, you know, uh, of um, uh, interrupting myself. And, you know, that's probably something that many people uh, have a bit of a problem with. So ask yourself, do you really need to binge watch the latest session of, you know, season of, of Crown or whatever you're watching? Do you really need to do that when there's something else that you want to get done? You know, do you need to check, you know, Instagram a uh, hundred times a day? No, but yet a lot of us choose to, you know. So remember, everything in life is by choice. You, of course, I mean, you can't control your circumstances, but you can always choose how you spend your time and your energy. So step number three, point number three is to reduce and simplify. So once you know that it's really important to you and once you've made a clear assessment you know, so you want, you know, your vision, you know, your, your purpose or your goals. And you want, uh, of course, to know where you're spending your time. You make that assessment. It's, then it's time to make room for, uh, for achieving what you want. And so a good way to do that is just to use your calendar. So really, I mean, I'm talking about the assessment. Just to mark down everything you do and, uh, and then take a look at that. You know, where does your time really go? And then make those choices about where you want to use it, how you want to use your time and energy. So ask yourself, what can you get rid of completely? What is something you're not going to spend time on anymore at all? You know, make no your new superpower. You know, the, mo the more you say no to things, you know, things that are not in completely in line with your purpose and your goals, if they don't make you happy, you know, don't just don't do them anymore. So make no your new superpower. The more you say no to the things that are not completely in line with your purpose and your goals, the happier you will become. And as I said, you know, people will respect you for it. Maybe not your loved ones. You know, some people just don't want to see any change in you. They just don't want to, they, they think they support you, but they really don't, you know. Uh, but if you want to achieve great things in life and, and, you know, things that you believe that will make you happy, you have to cut out things. You have to make trade-offs. You have to cut off the noise and be brutally honest to yourself about what you want and how you think you should be spending your time and energy. It's so important. And outsource everything you can and keep pruning and, and weeding out all the unnecessary stuff. You know, can you, can you have someone else cook the food for you? Can you buy it from some other place? Can you hire a chef or a cleaning lady or man? Uh, all these things can, can help you, you know, focus on whatever you want to be focusing your time on and something that can be more productive and produce more income for you so that you can buy the services that you don't enjoy doing. Not saying that you don't enjoy cleaning. Maybe you love cleaning and then you should do that. But if you don't. So, you know, the, the famous designer, Dieter Rams, who is famous for 
for working for Brown, and he's actually a guy who inspired the whole Apple design language. Uh, his design philosophy, he summed it up in, 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 in the words less but better. Uh, and uh, this philosophy of design, I think, really applies to life as well. You know, if you want to achieve more, you have to do less, but you have to do better. You know, so subtract, don't add. You know, clarity in simplicity, rule. They're really powerful concepts. So step number four and point number four is design your life around routines or create routines. Uh, you know, you could design your life just like you design, uh, you know, a piece of graphic design or, or interior or whatever. Just think of your life as something that you want to design. You want to achieve a certain lifestyle. You want to, you know, have a certain amount of money, a certain kind of business. You can apply design to everything. You know, when you have a you know, clear goal and you have a clear purpose, you know, you start working back from those goals and asking yourself what you have to do, what you want your life to look like, your business. And then, you know, just given the fact that you have a finite amount of time and energy, so you start focusing only on the essential. You know, it's great fun to have new ideas and get excited about all these opportunities left and right. And trust me, I'm someone who, who always have kind of problems with that because I see ideas and opportunities everywhere. I'm optimist. You know, I, I just can't stop myself. I'm, I'm, I'm on that kind of creative mode so much of the time that I really have to discipline myself to stick with something that I started. And what I've learned now is that I actually allow myself to play with all these ideas and I want those ideas to come, but I don't jump on those ideas before I have assessed whether they really are going to serve me, whether they're really aligned with what I want to achieve. And so a way uh, to do that is to just try to get rid of all the distractions, you know, all that, they call it the shiny object syndrome, you know, that, you know, that having your phone next to you and having your email sound on, for example, will just interrupt you all the time, you know. Focusing on the in one task at a time is just a, a super productive way uh, to get things done, you know. And so don't let all these distractions or, or people rob you of your dreams. Yes, you know, it includes people, unfortunately, as well. Sometimes we have to cut off some people from our lives who are, let's say, they're negative or they're just, you know, just take so much time that we don't, you know, we, we just can't afford to have them in our lives. You know, it's, it can be harsh, but sometimes you have to do that. Again, you have to weight, you know, your, your goals against, you know, the cost. That's basically the simplicity of it, you know. Um, so, you know, asking yourself what you really want and ask yourself what you're willing to sacrifice it and create a clear plan and build uh, routines. You know, it kind of might, you know, might think it's boring, but, you know, your results will come from what you do consistently over time. And, uh, you know, to, when, you, when you develop really healthy routines and you program them into your subconscious mind, you're going to be running on autopilot and everything is going to be much easier because a routine is really nothing but, uh, you know, something that you do on autopilot, which in, is another word for that your subconscious is running you. So, for example, when you're driving the car, you know, you're not really thinking about it. It's just happening because, you know, the, the weird thing is that only up to 5% of our thinking is, is uh, you know, are we conscious of. Everything else is, uh, from, you know, happening from 
our subconscious mind. So even if we're trying to change and we have a great will to change, it's sometimes very difficult because it's the subconscious that is driving, is in the driving seat. And so whatever is programmed in our subconscious mind will, will express itself, will find a way to manifest. So, you know, and if you want to change the programming, then you can do that over time, but it's not very easy. Uh, but that leads me to, to point number five in the last area, uh, the last step, uh, is to tap into the incredible power of your mind. You know, uh, whoever has acquired the best use of the power of their mind will achieve the greatest success. It's just the way it is. You know, you must learn how to direct your mind uh, on the work at hand with laser-like precision. So, you know, instead of progressing, progressing, um, sorry, progressing like 10 different things by, let's say, 10%, instead, try to focus on one thing and progressing that by 100%. You know, it will not just make you feel uh, more accomplished and happy. It will also create that momentum that you need. Like when you put things into motion, things start to happen. You start feeling, you know, releasing endorphins and, and dopamine and, uh, and you start feeling like something is actually moving forward. And so, you know, create momentum, create this positive spiral by focusing on one thing at a time and actually completed it. And again, by now, if you follow this process, you would realize that you have uh, only a few essential things left that you uh, know uh, after trial and error. Maybe you, you, you realize that these are the, the 20% or less that produce 80% or more of the results. So you should now uh, have only a few essential things that you focus on. And, uh, you know, yeah, you know, you, just the final thing I want to leave you with is just this realization. There's so many people that don't think they're creative and they don't think they can achieve things. But, you know, everything starts and ends, uh, I guess I could say, uh, with the mind. You know, we have and you have magical powers, you know, in your, inside your head. You know, they're called the, the faculties or someone calls them the faculties of the mind. And uh, if you take creative imagination, for example, you know, no other animal has the ability to envision these abstract future outcomes in their mind and then have them manifest in the physical world. It's just like pure magic. You know, you can dream up anything you want. You can, you can build something inside your head and then, you know, work on, on expressing it so that it can so that it manifests in the, in the physical world. You know, that's how everything that you see around you was created, by the way. You think about everything from companies to buildings to everything that is man-made or, yeah, woman-made, we should say. Uh, everything that is made by human beings first started as an abstract thought inside someone's head before it manifested. So everything starts in the mind, and so you should really... Think about tapping into those human faculties that you have to, that you have. And, you know, and so maybe if you're asking yourself, what are they? Well, they are your, your will, that drive, that will. You can, you can command action from yourself, your, your discipline. You know? uh, it's also your perception, how you perceive things, you know, whether they're your, your, um, you see things as positive or an opportunity or whether you don't see it or see something as negative. It's your, your imagination, it's your intuition, that gut feeling about what you should be doing, what is, feels right, 
uh, it's your memory and it's your ability to reason. So you have this really powerful combination of superpowers that you can cultivate and develop, and that is, um, that is just pure magic. Uh, when I started reading and researching about the human faculties, uh, I think it was actually Bob Proctor who talked about them uh, and, and laid them out like this, and um, it was incredible, life-changing. If you start thinking about uh, the fact that we are all creative. You know, there's no single human being on earth that is non-creative. It's just that we are, are programming ourselves at some point of our lives to believe that we're not creative. You know, by default, it comes with the software. You know, we all, by default, we have creative visualization. That's what separates us from everyone else, and that's probably why we're ruling the kingdom. Anyways, I got out of hand there a little bit. But hey, um, what I really wanted to, to um, instill in you is this belief that yes, you can achieve more, but don't think of more uh, as the same thing as doing more. Think about where you need to focus and be really clear about what you want and then work back from that. And I gave you these five points. So the first thing was to start by realizing that not all things you do are of equal importance. We talked about the 80-20 rule. Uh, we talked about how you shouldn't overestimate the unimportance of practically everything. And then we talked, uh, the second thing was to realize that you always have a choice. You're always making choices. So you think you don't have more time but really you are responsible for all the choices that you made in your life. And so you can start to unpack and assess where your time is going and ask yourself what is really important to you and how am I spending my time at the moment. Once you've done that, you get to step number three, which is to reduce and simplify. So asking yourself, what can I say no to? You know, what, who do I not need to, who don't I need to hang out with anymore? You know, what TV programs or whatever it is you do, social media, can you get rid of? And replace that with something empowering, something that fuels your imagination and makes you fulfilled and happy with that, spending more time with your, your, your spouse, your partner, your kids, uh, your significant other, uh, whatever it is, just spend more quality time, not quantity. Uh, and uh, this is a message to myself, by the way. <clears throat> okay. Uh, number four Design your life around uh, your routines or create routines because routines is basically the subconscious programming that will make it a lot easier for you to, to complete uh, things consistently over time. And that is really what makes the difference. What we do consistently over time is what produces results. You know, you could get really passionate about joining a gym in January and and just work your ass off, and that's what a lot of people do. They burn themselves out. They do something which they cannot keep up with consistently over time, and that's why they fail. So it's like that 1% that people talk about, you know, be 1% better and do that consistently. Every week you get 1% better at something, you know, 1% stronger, fitter, uh, leaner, whatever it is you want. And that will accumulate over time. And that just works like magic. So planning ahead and being self-disciplined about what you're setting out to do sounds boring because we know there's no shortcut, but that's what we need to do. 
Okay, uh, point number five, the last point I talked about was just this idea of tapping into the incredible magic power of your mind. You start paying attention to the human faculties, you know, your perception, your will, your reasoning, your memory, uh, your creative imagination. And uh, when you cultivate these powers, think of them as your superpowers, uh, there's no stopping. There's no stopping you. There, you can go as far as you want. Uh, you can achieve anything you want, just not everything. Well, hope you enjoyed that little episode. And uh, if you like this podcast, leave me a review, Napa Podcast, or wherever you're listening. Like it, share it with someone who needs to hear it. I appreciate you so much for taking the time, spending time with me as I stand here in my studio and ramble on about things that I feel are really important. I hope they make a difference in your life. And hey, also, uh, go check out thefutureacademy.com. Maybe you'll find something that is interesting to you there. I'm uh, constantly creating new programs, uh, quite a few new programs there right now. Uh, for example, there's a, there's a pretty cool uh, training on brand, strategic branding. Um, it's called the Six Building Blocks, so thefutureacademy.com forward slash six building blocks. It's a free 90-minute training. You can go and check that out. And also, um, uh, go and check out the um, brand workshop. So simply thefutureacademy.com forward slash the brand workshop. If you want to join a group of like-minded people who want to take their brand or their business to the next level, go and check that out. Thanks so much for listening and have a great week and keep working on those dreams. Don't do more, do less, but achieve more. All the best to you.